Tonight, we get more insight into Becky's death, Sasha gets put through the ringer, and poor, poor, poor Uncle Frank. It's the After Show for Chambers, Episodes 5 and 6, Murder on My Mind, and with grace and gratitude, and it starts right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz... You wasn't ready for that new that new jam. It's very, very happy for this show, though. I love this. Right? Hello, hello, everyone out there, Internet Land, and on your second screens, you are tuned into the Chambers After Show. Of course, my, my name is Flobo Boyce, and I'm so glad to be moderating this fantastic panel. Introducing first on my far, far, far left is a guy that I call him an underwear mentor. I just follow him around, take notes of whatever he does. Christian Blatt, how you doing? Am I unaware or underwear? I wasn't <laughs> sure which one. You could be wearing tidy whites. That's cool. You know, you never know. Anyway, yes, uh, it's uh, it's great to be here, talking chambers. Oh yeah, and to his right is one of my new favorite people on the planet, Miss Jackie Ray. How are you doing? I am doing great. Just great. Yeah, not fantastic. I will know because you're not stalking me. You're only stalking Chris, and I feel <laughs> some fair. type of way about that. Well, you can be underwear mentor, but now you're aware of it now. That makes it kind of weird. <laughs> like, what are you doing behind me? Taking notes. Uh, yeah, so we're covering episodes five and six of Chambers. Um, before we even get into the nitty gritty of everything, what do you guys think of the episodes back to back? Well, I loved them. Um, I I thought that the episode five kind of slowed down a little bit, and it's already kind of a slow show. But I definitely liked the intensity, and um, I like how Sasha's kind of just trying to figure things out, and mm-hmm. and she's doing it by any means necessary, even though she knows she's probably coming off a little crazy. And I liked these two episodes because I was a little surprised that we're basically, well, we're at the midpoint of the season and then a little bit past it. And they have, at least for now, answered a lot of the things that Mm -hmm. I thought would be answered in maybe the final two episodes, you know? Like, we got to actually see Becky die. And we know some things that went on around it that I was like, oh, I didn't think we were getting to that yet. I didn't think we were going to know about this sneaky character lurking around and staring at people and this other one doing the other. Somebody wants to Skype in and talk to right, us during yeah, the show. Right, yeah, who are you? That's, that that makes us feel very popular. Could be Becky, though. <laughs> you know how well, yeah. Wait a minute, maybe Becky. it was Becky. <laughs> no, you know what? It's, it's Cheddar the Mouse, and uh, he is pissed. He should be. Cheddar the Mouse, the patron saint of the show. Uh, <laughs> I have to agree with you. I was surprised that we got a lot of answers in episode five. It did seem like it was the ending of a, a chapter within the season mm-hmm. right down the middle, and I I'm kind of glad uh, these two episodes came back, uh, back to back. But uh, yeah, so Becky's death is definitely one of the, the major questions that were answered. Um, how'd you guys feel about Sasha's investigative skills uh, throughout this episode? I mean, for a woman who clearly doesn't watch Snapped every single weekend like myself, she did okay. Okay. She did okay. I mean, what do you, you got to start asking questions if you don't know. You know what I mean? You got to go with the resources you have. You have the sketchbook. Um, you have her heart. So you, <laughs> you have, Very specific to, just, tool you have, have to go with what you have. So I thought she did her best. Um, I thought she kind of tried to enlist her best friend a little bit, but she had to tap out after a while. But I thought she did pretty good. Yeah, I think she doesn't understand the concept of uh, surveillance, uh, possibly subtlety. It's all very like, hi, I'm right here. Would you answer these questions, please? You know, uh, and I think it works really well that some of the people she's getting information from are people like Elliot and Penelope who... Let's be honest. They're a little out there in very different ways. So I, I think it works, but I think in a lot of cases, uh, this girl wouldn't know anything because people would be like, get away from me, you know? So, <laughs> But in fairness, Penelope and, and Elliot would be the people who would just, if you tried to be overt, they're going to dodge you. Yeah, You know what I mean? Because they, they're the queen, king and queen of shadiness. 
So I think you have to be, yeah, you know, kind of upfront with at least those two. I felt like my love or, or dislike of Penelope kind of wavered a lot in this episode. I mean, she was Becky Stalker for a bit, but she helped out Sasha with the cell phone records. How do you guys feel about Penelope and within her role as being that sidekick? That Scrappy Doo, if I can be. <laughs> so, yeah, well, you know what? Scrappy Doo is kind of a perfect way to uh, summarize her. It's, uh, you know, it's like, ah, everything's all right, but it's just like, could you just go away for a little bit? I know I just said that about Sasha, but uh, you can kind of see everybody's like, uh, just stop. But uh, I, you know, I've kind of felt for her ever since we we saw how badly burned she was. You know, I, I think that was that episode four, uh, whenever it was. You know, uh, and we got to see the wigs this week. Uh, so you just see the extent to which, you know, she's uh, she's she's a somewhat sympathetic character, but I think that the way she reacted after the accident has really just uh, rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. But, I mean, Elliot even thinks that she made up what happened. So, uh, you know, I I can kind of... I think I more sympathize with her uh, than I, you know, than I did earlier in the season. Sorry. I didn't... I wasn't falling for Penelope's... I didn't actually sympathize with her even after I saw the burns until I saw her take her hair off. You were off. like, good. No, because I just... I didn't Dang. buy it. You know what I mean? I didn't buy... I guess I was with Elliot. I just didn't buy that, oh, you know, something that... I, I just thought that whatever happened to her with as far as the burns were probably something that she brought on herself mm-hmm. because she was doing something or antagonizing something. I didn't think it was going to be one of these situations where, oh, she was being a quote unquote great friend and was locked in a steam room. I didn't see that coming. Um, and I still don't know if I actually believe that story, but I actually did not sympathize with her until she took off, you know, her hair. And then I was like, oh, well, that's well, yeah, that's that's really what it was because <laughs> that's the scene you see just how badly burned her back was and the fact that she took her. But you know what? Penelope, I'm team you. All right. So somebody is on Penelope's side. Somebody got to be. So yeah. you would say she was ultimately a force for good for this. Mm. Yeah, although I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if. Well, no one's you know, good in this show. Yeah. Just saying, like, you know, if, if it turns out she's like a voodoo priestess and she has a little Becky doll and a Sasha doll that with pins, uh, you know, that wouldn't surprise me at all. Wow. That'd be a whole different term of the show. Yeah. Wait, yeah. I think I've just written episode 10. Yeah. <laughs> left turn. Left turn. <laughs> so, I, well, one more question about Penelope. When they were in that car riding to the eventual party, which we'll get to in a second, did she make a pass at Sasha or was they reading way too much into that? When she grabs her hair and says, See, I thought that was the obsession. That was the new obsession. I okay. didn't know if it was necessarily a pass. I thought she was just re-obsessing. I, I could see Sasha interpreting it as that, but I, I saw it the same way Jackie did. That I just thought it was like, oh, hey, that hair is a lot like uh, the mm-hmm. girl I'm obsessed with, and I have a wig that is a lot like this. So yeah, okay, I'm just making sure we're on the yeah. same page. <laughs> <laughs> so it looked like for a long time, a long chunk of this episode, that Elliot would be the one that was gonna, you know, break down and confess for for killing his sister. His sister, which I didn't know they were twins. I guess. The, the twin thing was reestablished in this episode. Was it? Mentioned they mentioned before? the the twins, and I'm like, wait, who has twins? That, I said the same yeah. thing, and I was like, was that? Did I miss something? Yeah, I, 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 I just, missed it. I just thought Elliot was younger. You know, like I don't mean by like five minutes. One of those things. Like, right. I just thought he was like a, a year, maybe even two mm-hmm. younger than her. But, yeah. Yeah. So you know what? If they set that up in the first four episodes, they did not do a great job. No, because we all missed yeah. that, right? Because <laughs> that opening scene with the with the fancy cereal commercial thing right. going, like we know now, is the whole uh, the twin dynamic of feeling your your sibling if they're in danger. But at first, it was kind of like, what's his deal? But now we see that. But you know, he's going through his own stuff in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he. I know he even says it himself. Uh, he said that Robbie does not invite him to a party. And he hears the buzzings, right? And he asks Coach uh, Jones to take him over to 
to what seems to be like a group therapy. I don't want to say Narcotics Anonymous, but definitely a group therapy session. Um, yeah, how did you guys feel during his, his, his monologue? I, I wouldn't have finished. I, he wouldn't have finished that speech with me. I'd have left. I'd have been like, okay, this dude right here is crazy. Yeah. And Casey gets to shooting up the place. Let me go ahead and exit stage right. I wouldn't have heard the end of that speech. The cartoon. Yeah. yeah. He's, and then he had a line because I actually wrote it down. He says, you know, my name is Elliot and sometimes I wish everyone but me was dead. Yeah. I would have been out. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, one of the rare times in the series where uh, Coach Jones has been right. Uh, and I sided with him. I'm like, yeah, dude, you can't say that. Like, no matter how much you feel that. I, I don't know. I mean, that's like, that's for like one on one therapy. That's not for group therapy. Uh, I did find it to be kind of an interesting insight into the character that we hadn't seen before. You know, we knew he was messed up in a lot of different ways. But uh, I think that. Uh, it was one of these episodes where he referenced the last thing he said to her, right? That wasn't... It was the last episode. That yeah. was the, so that, that was episode four? Four, or, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I think ever since we learned that, you just realize like, oh, yeah, I mean, yes, he had his problems before that, but I can only imagine how hard, it, how much harder it's been to deal with, one, now that we know she was his twin, and two, the fact that he said something terrible to her as the last thing he ever said to her, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then I guess he somehow makes it to the party anyway. I guess it was like, you, I'm going to be invited anyway. Uh, oh, yeah, I mean, like, I, invited that my, guy. I invited myself. <laughs> right. And I'm going to walk in and just chug a beer. Right. Okay. Uh, but Sasha's in hot pursuit. Uh, she ends up going to the Fever house, uh, and she gets invited to dinner, which is always a good sign in this show. Uh, and we're first we're treated to I want to write this right bumblebee breathing exercises, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. which was one the, was a very surreal moment there for me. Um, but but I think the crux of that dinner was that uh, Sasha actually accused the family outright that she had an idea of what happened to Becky and that uh, Elliot was the culprit. I mean, if you're Sasha, you got to be smart. Like, why would you do that? In a group of people, right? Well, that her, leads us back process? to what Chris said. She's not a very good investigator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you, just... you hold that card. But I did feel like at that at that dinner, you know, the way they're playing it with the emotion she's feeling just from having Becky's heart and then apparently Becky living through her from the heart and, you know, hearing these conversations at the table and probably just wanting some closure so she could go back to her normal life where she's not seeing these crazy things. I think all of that just exploded. And mm-hmm. then she just had to say it. But again, that's still that's still is Chris's point. Not a very good investigator. <laughs> Not at all. Um, and she's actually kicked out for that, right? Yeah. Her outburst. And mm-hmm. you guys remember what she said in the way out that made uh, Nancy go <gasps> something about. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I made, I made it bad. bad. Yes. Creepy. Yeah, and I don't think we needed the video of little Becky saying On loop. I, I, Yeah, yes. but I, 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 sure, they wanted to hammer it home. It's fine. Because clearly, like, when she said that, it, it, Nancy noticed it, you know? Uh, so I, I think that they've done a good job of sprinkling in these things that, no, none of us know Becky because we didn't have the Becky show before this. But you can just tell. It's like, oh, yeah, this is not part of her character, you know? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think, you know, and in the later episode when what she says to Nancy when she basically throws Nancy out of her house, you know, so you're gonna th- you throw me out of my out of your house, I'll throw you out of my house. Mm-hmm. What do you yeah. think about that, Nancy? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think uh, I, I don't know, and I, I think that it's interesting that everyone, not everyone, but so many people on the show are into this concept of the supernatural and spirits and things, and like, well, clearly Becky is still here, mm-hmm. you know, and the idea that Becky is manifesting herself 
in Sasha is like, that's actually not that strange. Which you'd think, you know, in most of the real world, it would be pretty strange. So I just wanted to tell real quick, Dr. Lee, too, says, um, I think they mentioned the twin thing very early in the series. But if you watch the actors in interviews, the casting is spot on because they look exactly like each other. So you know, I we don't have a lot of scenes with them uh, together with mm-hmm. Becky and uh, and Elliot, but uh, I'm thinking about it now. You're right; they do look. I mean, they definitely look like you know they're certainly related. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. So, so Sasha gets the uh, the tip from Penelope. They all meet up at that part at the end, and this is really where things start to come in focus, right? What happened to Becky? Um, which I have a question about this. So Sasha goes to the party. Uh, she confronts Elliot and was like, "You did it." And he's like, nah, it wasn't me. Uh, we had a fight. That was a, a time before. And she pulls out the uh, the iPod or the phone and she plays, uh, what was the name of the song? Uh, it's The Stone Roses. Mm-hmm. I Want to Be Adored. Mm-hmm. Um, and it plays outside and inside. So I assume that the Bluetooth hookup was dope. Uh, right. Yeah, I think that, the, yeah. you know, accessing the Wi-Fi. Yeah, I mean, I was just like, I guess I could. I don't know, Flo, but you're a DJ. Can that happen? I guess it could. It but can like, happen. I've actually... Um, on my iPhone have selected the wrong speaker and have heard my music playing next door. Wow. Like, my bad! Sorry! But Robbie gets up and, and he goes inside and he's like, oh my gosh, that turn that song off. It means too much to feels. Uh, he actually uh, confessed that he loved Becky, which I didn't think he would. I thought he'd be like cornered at some level and then then say it, but he actually was motivated to say he loved Becky and he gets punched in the face for it. As he should, because here's the thing, like you don't just say, I was I loved her and not I need some backstory. What do you mean you loved her? You got this girlfriend out here that says you guys are practically married. She didn't want to invite half of us here because she says tonight is all about you guys. But I look in the ceiling and see a carving of my sister's initial and your initial. You're supposed to be my best friend. Good guess by the and way. And I'm just now yeah, right. And <laughs> yeah, I was uh, I was like, Oh yeah, that would be there. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There aren't a lot of times during this show that I've rolled my eyes, but right. that was I'm like, Oh really? That's there? <laughs> okay. I mean it, it's a it's it's a camping thing, maybe, but it, I mean, I guess. Nonetheless, we've been best friends since I was five, and you're going to tell me you're in love with my sister now that she's dead, right? Mm. I did love that that came after uh, Marnie had to pull Sasha aside. I see the way you look at my boyfriend, and just the way Sasha's like, just Marnie, like, girl, bye, yeah, Marnie, please. You know? <laughs> I did think it was kind of convenient that once he confessed, uh, Sasha was like, "It's true." Like it was like she just knew it. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that's not that hard to believe because it it's almost like you have you sh- it, it, well, it is like a puzzle, and and maybe like half the pieces were missing, but then all of a sudden she hears that and it's like, oh, right now all this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Why I always feel so, you know, and these little flashes of memory she has. So, yeah, I mean, I think it, I I think we kind of all knew that there had been something there. I think they did a good job of setting it up. Uh, and again, I just didn't think episode five or six was when we were going to get to that point in the story. So, mm-hmm. well, these my next question. Do you think that was ultimately the better decision to have the central mystery at least addressed in episode five? I mean, I, I think so because there's obviously more at work here. There's whatever their organization is with the little pyramids on the CDs. You know, there's something going on there. Uh, I think there's something with the tribe. You know, there's there's a lot of interested parties that are, you know, keeping an eye on Sasha and maybe some other people that, uh, you know, they they answered sort of the 
the small, you know, the, the sort of the narrow mystery, but there's a much bigger, I guess, conspiracy, if mm-hmm. you will, that uh, we're going to look at, uh, presumably, uh, you know, uh, in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, we talked about the Enix Sanctuary last episode, and it plays here. It looks like Nancy was trying to, to grieve or, or to recover in, I guess, like this silent room with a quote on the wall. And the desire to know your own soul will end all the desires, which is... Poignant. Uh, that, that's a that's a Flobo Boyce quote. I've heard you say I've heard you say that so many times. All the time in the streets, yep. yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, Every week on the Star Trek after show, you would say, I'm like, dude, it doesn't have anything to do with it. It doesn't have to do with the show whatsoever. That's why we love you having the show anyway. Right. Uh to get some advice uh about having a reborn doll, which I've never heard of before. No, me either. Uh, and it sounds incredibly creepy to, to uh, it looks incredibly creepy. Eventually, yeah, but she goes for it. I, I thought if someone told me that to my face at the time, I'd have been like, oh, heck no. I've actually heard of a reborn baby. Go on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more. I actually have. Um, I have a friend who's, um, I believe it was her aunt. Her aunt, something. I'm anyway, sorry, I have to ask. Some, you have a friend or you have a friend? It's an actual friend. It's, it's actually. Um, so it's not you. It's not me. Okay, great. That's what, that's what I was asking. Look, my family is, is we crazy, but we're not that kind of crazy. <laughs> Um, so anyway, so she, she said that her, first of all, her, her aunt was having postpartum depression really, really bad. And then the baby died from that sudden infant death so syndrome. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, so then, then the guilt set in, I guess, because during her postpartum depression, she didn't really interact with the baby too much. And then she felt tremendous guilt once the baby died mm. and then, and then she couldn't get past it and it was impacting her whole life. So they actually made her go through like a fake birthing ceremony to like birth this doll and, and try to give that doll whatever she felt like she didn't give the baby. Um, Was in it order, I really don't know because mm. the whole story sounded very weird to me. So um, I didn't ask any more questions. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, this is the first time I'm hearing about it, but I can make that jump better than a 16 year old daughter passing away. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looked like Nancy tried it for 20 minutes during right. that dinner and then she literally puts it into a garbage bag. Yeah. Which but it is, was a real looking baby and you cannot carry a real looking baby out in a trash can garbage bag like that. I was like, come on. At least Crystal put it Valley, in town. Man, no one's going to be. Ain't no <laughs> I one mean, from miles and acres around your property. <laughs> not in a clear trash bag. That's come all on, I'm saying. Nancy. Did it for the shot. Just did it for the <laughs> shot. Oh, no, I know. <laughs> but, you know, and there was something about, you know, this isn't that same sequence, but, you know, uh, when Nancy's like scratching away at her at her stomach and she's just like, you know, just that obsessed with it. it's you know, just sort of this very Lady Macbeth moment, but it's also just this obsessive like, oh yeah, she is not handling any of this well. And I don't know, I mean it's it's interesting because I've gone back and forth. I'm like I, I'm like I, I think she's pregnant, but she says that they didn't sleep together. So I guess she, I guess it's all hysterical. But uh, I've continued to think I'm like, well, somehow she is definitely pregnant. But yeah, and I and I really wanted them to explore that because she said they haven't been together in months, mm-hmm. right? And how long has Becky been gone at this point? Six, maybe. I think it's a yeah. Well, three months at the start of the show. Yeah, and I, you know, I there was some recovery time for Sasha before she mm. like went back to school. So yeah, so I think six is probably a good estimate, mm. but I, I'm not sure. Let us know in the chat if you yeah, know. If you, yeah please if you, let us know in the chat. Um, yeah, that's definitely something to think about. That that scene where she was clawing and, and, and scrubbing uh, her her belly. I, I didn't know what the 
end result would have been. I felt like there, been, there was no upside to that. Especially when she her. started getting the scratches on her belly, and it almost looked like she was going to scratch herself till she started to bleed. And I'm like, lady, what's the end game here? You're going to yeah. get scars worse than that little scar you're trying to get rid of. Right. That's just... <laughs> uh, well, speaking of uh, things that are really messy, our boy Frank, man. Uncle Frank is trying to make things happen with that uh, experimental drug. Um, but he's just... In over his head with that loan with Johnny B, uh, Johnny Bill Bonds, uh, paying what almost ten thousand dollars of interest off of for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, that's a good investment. And, and you know, what? And the sad part is, it happens fairly often in, in, in rural America. We know this the payday loans type thing, but it's not a legal loan apparently, uh, according to Johnny. But again, Johnny has the means to like ping his credit score, which is kind of nefarious. Which I was like, how? How is if it's not? I didn't see any application filled out. There was no social security number written down. How are you pinging my he credit? Knows guys. Well, and Johnny says that he didn't do it, which obviously, sure, if you're doing it, you might say that. But uh, to me, I think someone else is investigating what Who? Frank is up to. Uh, if I had to guess, it's someone with the someone with the tribe. But also, there are people watching. And we're still not sure who's watching. Like, there's the guy in the car. Like, who is that exactly? Mm-hmm. Seems like he's. Go- it seems like he's looking to kill somebody. So, uh, you know, uh, I I don't know. I think, but Frank is going about all these things, you know, just the worst way possible. You know, it's like go ahead and steal the Prius. Oh no, there's a GPS on the Prius. <laughs> That's what threw me off. That made me so upset. Like, okay, you walked into this house kind of in awe about the amount of money they had. It never dawned on you. That maybe they have GP, like that never crossed your mind. Also, if you run a chop shop, you know, Flobo, we're we're Mets fans yeah. in in Flushing, <laughs> in Flushing yeah. there's, outside the stadium. There's nothing but chop shops there. That's true. If you run a successful chop shop, you know how to look for GPS. Agreed. You know how to take it out Absolutely. and take it off. Uh, what I loved about the GPS. Ben was just like, yeah, of course, never turned it on until just now. Was not keeping tabs on where your daughter was and where she was driving. Right. This is the first time I ever looked at it. But uh, come on, Frank. Uh, I think uh, I, I do, as I was saying, I really feel for Frank. He's in way over his head. Mm-hmm. And this is not his area of expertise. Uh, saltwater fish. That is his area of expertise. Well, this that's, criminal that's enterprise stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> but I think he knows a lot more about that than he does about, uh, you know, criminal endeavors. Right. Are we jumping into episode six? So before we move on to that, do you guys want anything about episode five? Well, ask me in 100 years. Right. Oh, good one. I see what you did there. All right. Quick hit. I got to ask a question. How do you feel about Yvonne's mom attacking Sasha mm. with the blade? Oh, watch, right, watch, right. Watch. I've often Why wondered that. ninja? <laughs> turn into a ninja turtle. By the way, that would be awesome. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Left turn. Yeah. I actually liked it. Um, not in it like like liked it, but I've always wondered, you know, when we see, especially here in, in, in L.A., when we see people, like, talking to themselves on the, on the street and stuff like that, I've always wondered if they're... If their disconnect from our reality has connected them to a reality that we just don't see. And so I kind of felt like that's what's happening with the mom. With whatever she's going through mentally, looks like an early onset of maybe dementia or something like that. Has that caused her to kind of jump into a clearer vision of things unseen? I agree. I think it's more and more towards that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I always think that the crazy person on the street who's like talking to themselves and yelling, they're actually like some sort of like psychic network. They're yelling at a crazy person like four blocks away. (laughs) So they're actually carrying on the conversation. So I think that Yvonne's mom is, is having, I don't know, she sees something in Sasha and uh, I think it, it's interesting that, uh, you know, look, I mean, her background is 
it, she's she's not part of the tribe, you know, and so it's just interesting that she sees whatever this is because you know we had the old lady that showed up a couple of times, and we now have Vaughn's mom. And there are people, you know, the, and the lady who read the aura. So you have people who like just look and be like, yeah, "This is bad news." Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Unlike bad news, we do have some good news. Jackie, how can the world follow us and our shows and AfterBuzz TV? Well, you can start by doing exactly what you're doing right now, which is supporting us by watching. And if you're watching us on YouTube, what you should do right now is subscribe if you haven't already and give us a thumbs up. If you're listening to us on iTunes, go ahead and give us five stars and make sure you tell a friend, especially if you like Chambers, but whatever show you like, take a second and just Scroll. Just keep scrolling. You're going to find the show you want to see. You're going to find it right here on AfterBuzz with a fantastic panel giving everything you need because we are the ESPN of TV talk, which means we are here for you for all things entertainment. So, again, make sure you support us, and we are here for you and supporting you in the things that you love, which is television. (laughs) Fantastic. (laughs) Episode 6 with Grace and Gratitude opening scene. We see Yvonne's mom before... The night that Sasha is hauled off to the hospital. Um, I thought it was a pretty good scene, seeing how, like, Yvonne, it kind of pays off how she's so tech-savvy. Her mom mm-hmm. taught everything and, and is walking through her mistakes. But it kind of makes her story just that much more tragic. What do you guys think? Tragic how? Because of how she turned so suddenly. Oh, that, gotcha. That night of losing... Well, she forgot that one thing and her, her brain was fried and then she changes yeah. almost instantly. Definitely. Yeah, I think it, it's helpful for us to understand the character and just, you know, I mean, there's just some very high and low moments for her. And uh, I, I think it, it is good to start. I like that the way that a lot of these episodes have started with something that was happening that night. I think most of them have started, you know, with something from that night. So uh, I, I think that uh, it helps us understand where these characters are sort of in the current timeline, if you will, uh, knowing what was happening at that point. I definitely think something is happening. Like you said, there's something in the atmosphere. And so my kind of hope is that when it passes, that Yvonne's mom will, you know, come back with us. But nonetheless, I did find it very comforting. And I thought it was kind of a very beautiful, subtle undertone that Yvonne is dealing with this all at home, but she's still an amazing friend to Sasha. So I thought that was that was a really nice undertone. Yeah, at this point in the episode, she's still a good friend. Hey, 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 everybody got shoes. (laughs) I guess. I mean, Sasha was was put through a lot. I mean, between Frank, Yvonne, uh, TJ, Mm -hmm. uh, even Nancy has a a bit of of interaction with her. I mean, it's like and she she performs surgery in her own hand, which I can't do. I ain't gonna lie to you. I ain't gonna try to do it myself. Uh, You shouldn't. No, 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 no. (laughs) Fulbo's gonna do it next Tuesday on the season finale. He's gonna cut off the right prop. Yeah. The right prop. Yeah. Special we'll, segment. We'll do it, do it on his, uh, his, his close-up camera over there. Oh, so man. we'll get it, yeah. That's what we get, folks. Uh, but to me, it really uh, it came to a head during TJ's enrollment ceremony. So they were... They had teased a bit of like a, a strife where when when Sasha was trying to investigate what happened to Becky, they were a little bit distant, but she's back now. She's present. She's invited to the Roman ceremony. It's a big deal. So much so, she digs in for her mom's old dress, which mm-hmm. is so cute. But so sad that she shows up to this this very very important ceremony, looking almost too traditional. So she's already feeling awkward, and then she has one of her most vivid visions. What do you guys think was going through Sasha's mind through all that? I loved how she handled it initially. I, mm-hmm. You know, when when she initially looked up and the room was was completely empty, 
there was that moment because up until this point she's been very reactionary to these visions and at this moment she just takes a deep breath she closes her eyes and she's hoping and she hung in there to the very last okay I don't know this might be really happening but she stood in there a long time and just tried to own that moment and not react so the other people around her wouldn't see that and so I thought she played that moment really really well yeah, I think that, uh, you know, obviously, even if she wasn't having these visions, that would have been, you know, a big deal because we know that TJ's mom doesn't really approve of her, but is wi- willing to give her the benefit of the doubt. But then, of course, she freaks out. And really, who cares about, what was her name, Kara? That mm-hmm. other girl? Yeah. yeah that's, She's a horrible you know what? person. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I cheered for that scorpion. Uh, <laughs> but too. yeah, I think that, uh, I, I, I don't know, to me, something about, you know, going to the reservation, being there, I think that that must have it some way. It ties into it being such a such a really uh, you know powerful experience, like you said, where she really is out. It's almost like out of body, where she's like in a room that is not that room in that moment. So uh, yeah, I can understand her being really thrown off by that. Yeah. I was disappointed with the adults, though, um, because even though I know they get it, they're you know they don't approve of her because she's not. What's the tribe that the starts with P? Are they? He has a choose between Pima and Navajo. He, uh, yeah, he the Navajo is the one that I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he did. He didn't choose because because Sasha had her vision. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure. Right. But they speak Dene. Okay, so I, you know, you see this this young person run out, and she's clearly in some sort of distress, and you tell her just go away, your bad news. Like yeah. I was disappointed yeah. in the adults in that situation. You ruined our day. How yeah. dare, How dare you? you? Uh, I, yeah, <laughs> it's already uncomfortable as it is. And good point uh, mentioning Kara because she was mentioned the episode before. And I'm yeah. like, well, who, who was that? But she looked, okay, was I the only one that thought she looked a little too young? I mean, I know TJ's like, what, 16? TJ's 17, right? Chat, you guys have been on it helping us tonight. So let me know. I think TJ's 17. I think, 17, I think right? he's 17. You know, I mean, the actor might be 25, but the character, the character is definitely 17. 17 right. but how old? Okay, how do, old do we think. Uh, Kara was like twelve. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, if I had to guess, I, she's probably like fifteen, maybe right, sixteen. But, that, that, but that's, that's still thing. statutory rape, though. People, fun fact. I'm sorry. <laughs> it, just point of order. It depends on the state. It, uh, it does. It does vary it does. From state I went to, to school state. in Florida, sixteen and twenty-four. Now that uh, I know Florida that, does I was not count. Advisor. Florida messes up everything. I was a resident advisor. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, I, I thought well, that you threw in. I was a resident advisor. That's why I knew these rules. I did not. I did not participate. So the thing about Kara is, it feels like. TJ was was more of like using her as a chip. Like I'm going to hang out with her, um, and even at the ceremony, he wasn't like looking at her longingly. So it didn't occur to me that he was kind of like, "Yeah, this is my side chick." Now, if that happens, I'll be as distraught. I, I as- was impressed that he actually gave credit to Sasha because I thought that scene was being set up for him to, of course, give credit to his mom and his aunt, and then, uh, oh, and of course. My side piece over. I don't know who this other girl in the old dress is. <laughs> I actually thought that he. I thought that he was gonna. You know, right. he was gonna sell her out, and I was like, okay, TJ's not so bad. I mean, he, you know, like thirty seconds later, he like clearly is just like, yeah. I, I thought he gave dad. her credit to save face because when Carol came up, there was definitely that connection between them. And then he goes, "Oh yeah, uh, this is my." The, I no, do never never introduce me as a oh yeah, yeah, because now we have problems. Sure. And then you have to say something like, and let's acknowledge my amazing girlfriend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So <laughs> Sasha is having a day, right? Tries to look for answers, yeah. goes across state lines, and our boy Harrison. Yes. Harrison Yazi, man. Like the, the granddad or her granddad that has a little strife with, with uh, Frank. Let's her in. Tells Big her Frank, rest, yeah. Tells her rest, gives her coffee. Well, oh, it doesn't matter. They're does, talking more about what is wrong with Sasha, but he says what, he, what she's fighting is within her. Mm-hmm. Right. And 
besides her little heart, right? Because even if she's her still little heart, <laughs> even though she's seeing Becky and everything, there is something that Sasha has to work on. I mean, do you do you think it's is she is a bad spirit uh, in Zen as it is, or is what she dealing dealing with something that is beyond comprehension so far? I don't think. I don't think Sasha's a bad spirit. Um, I think that I don't know about Becky yet because yes, we find out she threw the um, radio in the in the tub and killed herself. But there, we don't know why yet. We don't know what she's been dealing with. So it's one of, but I definitely don't think it's Sasha that's the bad spirit. Right, and I, I also think that we're only just starting to learn about Becky's state of mind. I mean, it came out that's like, well, you know, she took the ayahuasca earlier, and mm-hmm. it's like. All right, and you didn't think, like, oh, you know, maybe I shouldn't let her, you know, be around electronics and running water. You know, I mean, so uh, I don't know. I mean, I think that what was going on with her that she was on, I don't know what to call ayahuasca other than trying to take some kind of journey and ending up in this place. You know, I mean, look, you, you not to get off on a whole side thing here, but there are there's speculation that there are people, famous people who kill themselves. And it's like, yeah, they were on this really strong antidepressant. So it's like some, you know, it just changes the state of mind. Uh, and how you deal with, you know, any kind of uh, a- a- adversity. So uh, I don't you know. I, it really created more questions for me about Becky. Uh, although that creepy notebook still has me thinking, like, I don't know what she what she was planning on doing. Yeah, so. that, yeah. Until I know what's in what all of those scratching out is doing and the mask and stuff, and it's it's just because you know. Let's also remember this: her her initial introduction to Becky or to Sasha. Wasn't a hey, I'm at rest. I'm, my spirit's not at rest. Help me. It was very evil. Like her initial introduction was like, let me zip this dress up around your neck <laughs> oh, and say yeah. hi. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hello. So I, I don't think that I don't think that Becky's a good spirit. Fair, absolutely fair. Uh, Sasha's still looking for answers. Comes home, finds out more about her own mother. Um, that she was someone else suffering with an addiction, um, ends up trying to leave that environment because he feels like Uncle Uncle Frank was withholding information. Goes to Yvonne's house and she gets turned away. Turned away because early in that episode, Yvonne's mother says that Sasha will destroy her. Yeah. What is going on with our girl Sasha? Um, I don't know, but I'm team Yvonne on this one. Like if if if, <laughs> no your, if your mom says something like this and you see her pull a bumper out of the road because she said you had to save somebody just as an ambulance goes by. Right. Uh I hey Sasha, I'm sorry. But here's some money for a Motel 6, though. They'll leave the light on for you. But you cannot stay here. Wow. Yeah, Yvonne <laughs> definitely did not leave the light on for her. And, yeah. you know, it's just, it, it's sad, really, that the only place she could find any kind of solace is the house that she got tossed out of for saying, you guys are murderers. You know? Mm-hmm. Well, so, that's not a bad reason to toss someone out. No, of I know. But it's like, <laughs> then you have to be like, so, anyway, about all that, can I, I remember you have this really cool guest room, right? You were bragging about it back in episode one, so... <laughs> Um, yeah, so I don't know. I'm, you know, and I'm still Team Sasha, and uh, I don't know why I've carved myself out as Team Penelope as well. But I like to, I have to stay. <laughs> different right episode, now. man. You can tell right. me. No, no, no. <laughs> I, I liked her interaction with Elliot in this episode. It was just mm-hmm. like I just wanted you to feel like I did, even just for a second, you know. So uh, that like, is the definition of petty. Just in case, must be why I like. <laughs> must be why I like. I like Penelope. <laughs> Because I will hold a grudge. Hey, I'm a Scorpio. I was born with a grudge. That is true. And speaking of true, it's now time for a special segment. It's called Fact or Fiction. Let's make it rain. Take it away. 
okay, before I get into this fact or fiction thing, I just want to pose it as a question first. I want to hear from you guys in the chat and, of course, my panelists here. Do you think that someone who receives a heart transplant who never had psychiatric problems before mm. is prone to develop psychiatric problems after? How severe the problems? Okay, look, it is. It's uh, okay. a yes or no. Okay, question. all right. Yeah, <laughs> I will say yes. Okay, Chris. Um, I think. I think n- no. I think that the problems would be physical. I mean, if you just think about the look, the way that all of our bodies are interconnected, it, it's not like. I don't know. It's not like uh, other kind of transplants. It's like a heart transplant. It's just sort of like the central point where everything emanates from. So I could see having a lot of physical problems and maybe, you know, you suffer mentally because of, oh, things hurt or things don't feel right. But no, I don't think it should affect anything mentally. Well, you're wrong. Flobo's right. (laughs) Flobo's always right. (laughs) According to Stanford Health, 63% of heart transplants, um, they develop psychiatric problems. Um, Some of them actually go undiagnosed. Um, 50% of all transplants experience anxiety or depression. Um, During the first year, low cardiac output from the heart as it's adapting to your body can cause you to see things. So that's why I liked that Sasha is afraid to tell doctors about this because based on her symptoms of seeing things, of having her breathing um, increase at random times, those are all um, symptoms. Yeah. But, they, but they're symptoms of a potential psychiatric problem. Um, also, though, we found out um, that her mom was a junkie, so she's got a double whammy because children who are born to junkies, they also um, suffer from long-term mental issues such as depression, often self-harm. It, it develops as self-harm, anxiety, sleep disorders, and um, respiratory issues. So she has, if she were to say this to somebody, they would all say that, oh yeah, that sounds right. So the fact that the, the um, way they're portraying her and her symptoms are not fiction, they are fact. Wow, good to know. And I like that uh, Nancy's like, oh, this uh, obscure experimental drug, I know everything about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, let's just assume she's had a couple of prescriptions in her life. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so, but it, it tells us a lot. I, I thought that learning that backstory about Sasha was, was really insightful. And, again, it just helps you feel for Frank, you yeah. know, just how he's in so far over his head. So now that you know receiving a heart can make you go crazy... Well, <laughs> if you need I, one, you're gonna take it, though, right? Uh, yeah. I, well, I mean, honestly, if you need one, you don't even yeah, you don't even really weigh into anything. the conversation. Can we you, talk about this? You just you just wake up and you're like, hey, give me that Tony Stark thing. Yeah, just give me that. Hey, now, that's now that's a good idea. Uh, so the uh, website Vice has put out this idea that uh, the new Netflix show Chambers, which we're talking about here, will scare off organ donors. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, make no mistake, this show will cost some people their lives uh and personally i don't i don't think that this show is gonna make people decide like oh i don't want to be an organ donor but maybe i'm wrong uh i don't know jackie do you think uh i don't know are you more inclined to be like no if i if 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 i need some kind of transplant to save my life just go ahead i i I don't want it Oh no! Yes, do everything you can to save me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> the world, the world is going to be a better place if you go through everything to save any of yeah. us. Right? Yeah, I you guys need us. Just right. I'm throwing it out there. There's so many shows that we have to tell you <laughs> yes. about. Will I or will I not get a Prius? 
I think that to you, me. Honestly, you most likely will not get a Prius. Oh, I don't know. That's a hard question. Though. What about a, a Ford Fiesta? Oh, <laughs> it is a party in the car. I love it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, what do you think, Flobo? Would you? You'd be all right though. You'd be like, you're not thinking twice about. Hey, do I have a, a you know, a, a crazy uh, dead girl who killed herself by electrocution? Uh, no. But here's the thing I, I worry about, which is don't judge me. But oh, like, but, it's coming. But what? <laughs> oh, I'm not judging you. But like, what if I, I get like a heart or a lung of like a super athlete? But right. I, and I love eating ice cream. I'll feel like I'm betraying his entire like specimen by doing. Or or or. It curbs your desire for ice cream, and all of a sudden you become this chiseled, unstoppable athlete yourself. Do I get the Prius or the Fiesta? Why? Do you like Priuses? Can't you at I mean, least get crazy. a Tesla? I, I, I can't imagine. I, that, to me, that, that's way too much. I can't. I, I, nope, I'm good. Uh, well, from the article I was reading, uh, it, the quote, make no mistake, the show will cost some people their lives. That comes from Dr. Susan Morgan. That is a professor from the University of Miami. She has done uh, extensive research on the impact of negative organ donation representation in the media. And when you think about it, a lot of times when there's some kind of transplant, there's usually uh, something evil from the person who you got it from. Sure, that happens a lot. Uh, but uh, this article references – uh, there's a, another article that uh, said, quote, the Chambers trailer will make you uncheck that donor box at the DMV. That one's from Vulture. So it, it's out there that they're just saying, like, yeah, this is probably going to scare some people off. Um, I don't know. I, I think that uh, I, I would hope that when it comes to saving your life, people are like, oh, yeah, that thing that I watched, that, that was pretend. You might as well check off, oh, I want that Tony Stark uh, heart there. My dad scared me off of that. He said, never check that on your license plate. If something happens to you, one of us will let them know, but we don't want that checked on your license plate, on your light driver's license, because yeah. we want them to work really, really hard. Wow. We don't Jackie want them to do that. It's like, oh no, Jackie has a cough, but uh, we got somebody down the street at the fancier hospital right? that needs a spleen. That'll pay us so much yeah. more. I, you know what? I saw that movie Two Risks, and I still want to visit Brazil, so I don't get it. Okay. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, moving on, I want to do our predictions. <laughs> I love that because it totally fits the whole like Roswell, like desert thing. So during this episode, episode six, uh, the Lefevers go on a date, I guess, to try to rekindle what they had before. Of course, it instantly breaks down because Ben's like, oh, you're in the blanket and whatever. So Nancy cuts him off and says this. Uh, She looked up page 330, which was a, a reference that Sasha made to her. And use the quote, such pain constitutes a motivational operation established in escape. What are your thoughts on the meaning? I had no idea. To be honest, um, I actually played that part back. I kind of thought maybe it was relating to uh, the dad earlier when he had the sage and he burned yeah. himself. Because I think the phrase was something like you can find release or something through pain. So I thought maybe they were both on the same page. But because Ben was talking about we need to let her go. And Nancy was like, no, I can't. I want to keep her here. 
then that kind of confused me. Like, they definitely weren't on the same page with that one. So I don't have a clue what that means. Yeah, I had to get over the fact that I was thrown off that I just assumed their date night was going to be a remotely nice restaurant. Not right. The place it was at. I'm like, wait, so is this the place they meet at to go to the restaurant? No, this is where they actually have their date. Uh, and, yeah, I think uh, – I, I don't know. I mean, clearly when – she said the page three thirty. There was some connotation that you know that we knew it would come back, but I, I think that the real problem is that clearly uh, Ben and Nancy aren't on the same page. No one in that family is, is on the same page. I mean, Elliot's kind of in his own world. I know they've got Sasha staying there. Um, my overall prediction: eh, it's not going to end well for anybody. Fair mm-hmm. enough. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking seance, but that's just me. I feel like the the pain constitutes a motivational operation establishing escape or an exorcism. So, uh, oh, okay. Yeah. So, but mom definitely wouldn't be on team exorcism because she's mm-hmm. on team keeper here. Yeah, sure. I, I think it'll be more of like a new agey kind of seance, like the like the bumblebee meditation. Oh, it'll be something is... with crystals. And, right. Yeah, it's not going to be like you know, it's not going to be like Linda Blair from the Exorcist movie. It's not going to be anything like that. I, I think it's going to be you know very touchy feeling. Yep, and more surprises are to come as tomorrow night we're back here for episodes seven and eight. But until then, where can the world find you, Christian? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at ChristianDMZ. And uh, of the many shows that I do, I just started uh, the Chernobyl after show. Is that which a comedy? Is a, Stop yeah, it right now. A lot of laughs. <laughs> Beginning to end. Nonstop. <laughs> Hilarity. Uh, yes. Uh, over the over here on uh, After Buzz, the drama channel. That is an HBO miniseries. So we just started that tonight. Check that out. I'm Jackie Ray. You can follow me on all things social media at jraythefanatic or jraythefanatic.com. Or you can follow me here on Mondays. We are doing Gentleman Jack. I freaking love that show. I will be back here sometime this week doing doing Lucifer. Also love that show. And, of course, I am here with these beautiful or handsome. I'm sorry. Handsome gentlemen. No, no. Not, he's, oh, handsome, like he's handsome. Okay. I'm beautiful. Okay. He, Chris is beautiful. Flobo is handsome. I'll take it. <laughs> and of course, I'm Flobo Boys. You can find me at, on Twitter at Flobo Boys, on Instagram at Flopito and Flopito.com. And unlike you guys, I'm on the Monday Night Raw wrestling program here on oh. Afterbus TV. So something a little bit more realistic. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, we're so back here true. tomorrow. But until then, <laughs> buzz you later. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 